I just imagine that, like the interrog the interrogation, you're just standing in front of the sus suspect, smashing your junk until he just tells you everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Geekscape Games Podcast. This is level 165. Apparently, this show is just about makeup now. That's right. This is the number one makeup podcast on the Geekscape, po uh, on the Geekscape Network, and we occasionally talk about games whenever we get around to it. Uh, so as always, I am your sometimes host, been away for a couple weeks, but glad to be back, Josh Jackson. And tonight, I'm joined by Courtney. Hello. Derek. Hey there. And Mika. Oh, hello. So now that we now that we got that out of the way and kind of got all the introductions done, before we start, we're going to go straight into our Seed Spark campaign that Derek's going to tell us a little bit more about. Uh, yeah, so if you've been listening the last few weeks, uh, we've been starting the episodes with a little bit of a push for the uh, current Seed and Spark campaign that uh, is running between Geekscape uh, and between Dweeb Darlings. Uh, there is a Seed and Spark Kickstarter-type crowdfunding campaign for a short film called Stalking LeVar. Uh, it is like a standalone, uh, but also finish, I believe, to a web series that uh, Heidi had created uh, a couple of years back. So there's actually two seasons of that you can watch for free on YouTube. Um, but Jonathan has helped to write, and he will be directing uh, this this uh, short film, uh, short film finale yet slash standalone so even if you haven't watched the series you can still get into this um super diverse cast uh a lot of female representation um which we know we need more of in film um and yeah it's got some cool people involved with it jonathan's brother is in it um so currently underground former wwe superstar um as well as uh you, you know people like uh, Cooper Barnes, um, who you'll know from Nickelodeon and Harvey Danger, uh, Eugene Bird, you've seen him on Bones and Arrow, uh, and a new number of other people as well are involved with this project. But it seems pretty cool, and it seems it's, it seems like a cool and important project. Um, as of this writing, there's about 12 days left on the campaign, so there will be less, of course, uh, by the time it comes out in a couple days. Um, neat incentive right now is if by the end of tomorrow uh the campaign is at ten thousand dollars of its goal so um a thousand dollars from where it's at today uh jonathan's actually going to answer questions live uh from within a bath of ice um so by the time this comes out we should be we should know if that's going to be happening or not but uh i feel like we wouldn't want to see that there are a number of cool rewards um but yeah if you're interested uh go to seedandspark.com slash fund slash stalking lavar uh hashtag story is what i believe it is yeah yeah that's correct um yeah yeah check it out uh, even if you can't donate, share, like, that would be super helpful. Um, I just know Jonathan's been giving us free content for the better part of actually more, way more than a decade at this point. So, um, you know, if we could turn around and make this into something cool, I think that uh, he and I think the project deserves it. So let's make it happen, guys. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. Awesome. So we're just going to jump straight into things. We have a lot to go over there. This is an oddly news heavy week considering it's just in the middle of summer, which is usually pretty slow. 
And so, a couple before, days before Gamescom. Oh, sorry, what was that? I said, and a couple days before Gamescom. So I, I feel like we'll see another flurry of news coming in starting tomorrow when uh, press conferences and stuff start. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's just, it seems to be like, it's really starting to feel like we're starting to get into that holiday, early holiday season buzz now that we're kind of getting towards the end of summer. But before we get into all the news, of course, as always, we'll talk about the games that we've been playing. Uh, starting with Courtney, what were you? What have you been playing this week? I played Diablo three again, uh, but my cat didn't shut off my computer this time, so it was a lot more enjoyable. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um, I also got to play Sea of Thieves a little bit this week with Jake and our friend Destiny. Um, I'm gonna reserve. Sure, you'll play Sea of Thieves with Jake, okay, but when I, I talk about got it for it months together, straight, you don't make any effort. I got it on, and I have it downloaded, but I'm going to let you know I'm not super impressed with it so far. So far, it's been uh, Loading Screen Simulator 2018. <laughs> really? Uh, I spent so much time waiting, like an inordinate amount of time waiting for my game to actually load, and then like... So my I my brother called and I haven't talked to him in a while and he needed to talk to him. So I like took a quick break to go chat with him for a little while and it kicked me out of the game. And then um I missed all the fun stuff apparently. But then it took me so long. Sounds to like you made the wrong choices just like in Detroit Become Human. Yeah, I chose to talk with the with my, my brother and make a human interaction and that was the wrong choice. <laughs> <laughs> um no he's the, maybe it would have went faster if you had the cookie DLC. Uh, maybe. The what DLC? The cookie DLC. I just feel like... Oh, the cookies! Cookie DLC. What cookies? The Chips Ahoy Can stuff, remember? remember? when you bought so many Chips oh, Ahoy? Jesus. Oh, that's right! That's right! <laughs> no, I just... I don't know. I, I don't know if it's because uh, I'm playing on my computer and not on an Xbox, but I think that Destiny and Jake were also playing on computer. Or if it was... My computer itself, which is getting to be a pain in my ass and needs to be updated. Um, so far, I'm not in love with the game. So pretty did cool. you play the game wish... or did you just? I did. Okay. No, I got to play. Like, uh, I, but like, there are things that I'm going to gripe about. Like, I like being able to control what my character looks like a little bit more than you get to have in that game. Um, I'm one of those people who spends an inordinate amount of time in like Skyrim and everything else, like tweaking every little facial feature so that I can stare at the back of the head the whole time. Um, I feel that, and you don't get to you don't get to do that in this game. You have to pick like you get to randomly generate five pirates and pick from one, and then you can just keep randomly generating them until you find one you sort of like. Um, and I got so frustrated that I ended up doing something I've never done in an RPG, and I'm playing a male character, and it feels weird. <laughs> Um, and I know it's kind of, I've noticed like most of my guy friends play girls for what, whatever reason, but like me playing a guy feels weird. I don't like it. Um, but I don't know. Like I like a lot of the mechanics. I wish you had bigger pockets, um, being able to carry more than like five things at a time would be cool, but, uh, I could see the appeal. I liked playing with people. I haven't played a game with people in a while, a cooperative type game. And wasn't it so pretty? Not in my experience, but again, that could be because my computer is kind of a piece of shit. So mm. uh, I think it's I think it's finally time for me to crack and uh, get new graphics cards. Um, and with the great new announcement from NVIDIA and the new 20 series coming out, maybe that'll actually be financially possible. No one knows what I'm talking about, do they? No. There's a lot of smiling and nodding going on over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so 
it'll be a small piece of news, but NVIDIA announced that they're releasing their their 20, I think it's the 2080 graphics card at the end of the month. Um, so hopefully since that brand new, awesome, super great graphics card is coming out, their 10 series will be a lot cheaper so that I could upgrade my graphics card so my computer will work better and look prettier and be nicer in general. So that's what I'm hoping. So I'm putting off buying a card until those cards come out. That sounds like a reasonable plan. Cool. Thank you. I thought so too. Um, the other game I've been playing is a mobile game called Tower. Um, that's kind of interesting. So you're a princess locked in a tower and you have a shovel and you're trying to get out of the tower with your little shovel. So you can dig through the blocks and kind of like fall. It's almost like a platformer, but you're falling the whole time. So you like dig down and you fall onto the next block and then there's like little goblin guys you have to kill. Um, I only got to play it for like 15 minutes before I fell asleep, but, um, because it was bedtime, not because it was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> if you wait clarify. long enough, will someone just rescue you instead? No, because no, you're so. a strong, independent woman and you don't need no man to rescue you. There's a dragon on top of your castle that I think the guys are too afraid of. So like, you got to take matters into your own hands. Um, so, so it's like Shrek. Kinda, yeah. Only no, because she had to wait for a guy to rescue her, so fuck that. It's not empowering at all. Um, yeah. But it's a it's pretty fun. Um it's free. I like free mobile games. Um I played it the one time and then I went to play it today and then I had to play nurse, so it wasn't much fun. Uh and that's all I've played. I haven't done anything else. Alright, awesome. And then Derek? So I got into a new game that just came out. It's published by uh, Tiny Build, uh, and it's called um, Graveyard Keeper. Uh, and so it just hit. Uh, it came out on PC via Steam and good old games and all that, but also came out on Xbox. And um, I had not heard of it at all, and then I started getting, a, you know, I got a couple of press releases or whatnot about it, and I was like, oh, it looks kind of, sounds interesting. Like the, the, the tagline got me into it, and then... Um, turns out it was available on xbox game pass the day it came out and we all know how big of a fan i am of xbox game pass and so gave it a download um it was like a before work type thing and so i was like oh i'll play this for you know 15 minutes and then before i knew it it was like oh i have to leave for work in five minutes ago um so it's uh it's it's like a it feels very stardew valley ish um and very similar graphical style um but like at the same time it's very different because it feels more story oriented than stardew valley did um which i mean like sometimes in that style of game where they're just very open-ended i do have like motivation issues like why am i continuing this why am i playing i never really found that with stardew valley and i mean i didn't play it as much as like someone like michaela did um not by not by a long shot but um you know put a good chunk of hours into it and never felt bored and very much was like oh just one more night just one more night just one more night over and over and over again um but this one you have more direct goals i feel like and so that had definitely attributed to making it harder to put down because rather than just like oh i'm just trying to make the most money i can this season or develop whatever um technology or or whatever uh it felt like i was working towards something um just in a you know in a more story-oriented way and so i really like that and so it's very similar mechanic wise but instead of there is farming actually as well but instead of farming your main purpose is you're like 
the graveyard keeper of this medieval graveyard and <laughs> um you have to like like make your graveyard not shitty and then you get more jobs and more responsibilities and and you can it, but it's like really dark as well like you can start to uh, like obviously you still need to make money so one thing that you can do to make money is start taking the meat out of the corpses and start selling it back to the townspeople as as meat oh that's um, gross and, <laughs> but also yeah. so cool at the same time <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and so so I only really played it that like one time. I think I played it one other time, very very briefly. But it's like the like the characters are all really interesting, and it's like in medieval times. So at one point, this like like I'm like a bishop or something. He's like, "Oh, come watch. We're we're burning the witches today." And there's like a big like witch burning ceremony, and you're like, "This is fucked up." That's so uh, messed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it is super interesting and um on I don't think on PC it's a factor but on Xbox it's still actually it's I think it's been patched about 3 times, 3 or 4 times on PC already. The patching process on Xbox I know is a little bit different so it's still the initial release and it does drop frames quite a bit. There's quite a bit of slow Excuse me, slow down in uh, certain areas and everything like that but it's like the i feel like the art like the pixel art's very pretty um one thing i like over stardew is that um and it's similar in like there's day day night cycle but it's in stardew valley you and it makes more sense in that game but in stardew valley you are on a strict time limit for the day like if it gets to a certain time and you haven't gone to bed your character will just pass out whereas in this game you kind of just can go for as long as you have energy for uh and especially to start with you know you're a low level character and you have um shitty tools so those tools take more energy so you do run out of energy more quickly but um you could work essentially through the night if you had the energy to do so um which i kind of like uh but uh, yeah it's uh, there's also like a menu where there's a lot of characters have things that they're potentially looking for or kind of little quests for you and so there's actually an npc menu where you can see who all the npcs are and what their current what what they currently want from you is as well you know that's the thing in stardew too right like you have to figure out what gifts the people in Stardew like, yeah. and then the more you give them things, the more they like you. And then once you get to a certain but, level, but this of isn't them like you're just you, giving them random gifts. Like this is them. like, oh, he's like, oh, I am a poet, so I need pen and paper, and I'm out, and blah blah blah. So you got to go find yeah. them specifically. Oh, I'm a drunk, so <laughs> I need more beers, and I'm out. But does it tell you that in the menu, so you can keep track of all of it, or do you just have to remember? I can't remember. Oh, see, I think I think I remember, and I think. It was really hard to remember who wanted what. Possibly. <laughs> Unless you played for a long time. Like and they did, were yeah. your real <laughs> best friends. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I in the I probably put a few hours into it and I fucking love it. Uh, I, I wish I... I don't think that I'm going to have a lot more game time until PAX because I don't know if I have another day off of work until PAX starts. Um so I think that'll probably be it for me until afterwards, which is disappointing because it's super fucking fun. Uh, and I almost wish it was on mobile or something or Switch so I could play it just at work. I was going to ask you, is it on Switch? No, I it's... feel like if it was on Switch, I would try it. Well, you should try it on Xbox. But see, the reason I'm not trying it is because <laughs> it will take 100 hours. Yeah, which is fine. I don't have 100 hours. You'll find that time, Mika. You can just make that time happen, I promise. You'll find it. It's... You know, it's it's smoky outside. It's basically a silent hill outside it's so gross. you can't see or it breathe. Is, it and... is crazy outside. I was sitting like 
at like in front of the cafeteria at the hospital where I work, there's like an there's outside patio. There's lots of hospitals patio. in Silent Hill. Whoa, whoa. But like, there's usually like you look over the bushes and there's a huge mountain right behind it. And I was like, I can see like three apartment buildings and no mountain. There's no mountain there anymore. It was super weird, super creepy. Yeah. So for those that don't know, we <laughs> live in British Columbia, and it's and affecting the America now. Fire, basically, it is. Um, and yeah, it's like depending on depending on the way the wind blows, it's like. Washington's fucked up or Alberta there was like air quality warnings in Alberta the other day and they were canceling all these like citywide events because the wind from all the wildfires over here is like blown over and there's always like this like weird dust on the vehicles as it like settles and like it fucking it it like legitimately kind of looks like Silent Hill because you the visibility is like nothing but it's also the middle of summer so it's like 30 degrees but like it just looks like you're in like a like a fucking silent hill fog the whole time it's unbelievable it's super fucked up uh there was like a like in one city that was closer to the fires i believe the smoke was so thick that it blocked out yeah. the sun so it was just like nighttime but it was like noon uh, <laughs> so it's yeah it's pretty intense um yeah i don't know how we got on that topic but Michaela's gonna try graveyard keeper and report back so i watched Derek play it for like 10 or 15 minutes the other day and when he started i was like fuck this it's like a stardew ripoff except it looks way more complicated and there's so many different menus for figuring out what you need to make to do and make this thing and then you'll be able to do this thing and then you have to make this thing and i was like there's no way i'm getting into this and then by the end of that like 15 minutes i was like oh no, you need to, no, you just go over there and you do that thing. And then you do this thing and then you can do that thing. And I was 100% in. So I feel like I can never play that game because I will have no life at all ever again. I feel like you should try it though. I'm probably going to try it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was fun. Uh, aside from that, so I, it's been, the game's been out for some time now and I very much was like, oh, I need this game. I need this game. And finally I bought this game and that game is Monster Hunter World. Uh, which I don't know. Michaela knows that I talked about a lot, even though I never bought it. This is the game that our friend Graham played. Yeah. Like it's the only game he plays. Yeah, he, he's played like two hundred hours or something Jeez. in it. Um, so, so you must have thought the world of it, right? <laughs> um, so yeah, so I got it, and you know started it today and i don't know if it was the mood i was in or what but i could not get into this game for the life of me like it's kind of like it's just like presentation wise i feel like is weird like it's got pretty good graphics but it's like kind of really clunky at the same time um but the biggest thing is just like i feel like it is so complicated like there's like the tutorial it gives you is quite brief but it's like it just feels like you have to collect everything. But I, I like, I did like the first mission and there's like, I collected like 95 different things and they're all like, Oh, used for crafting items or weapons or whatever. And I'm like, how many fucking things can there be to pick up? That uh, sounds great. Why aren't you into that? I, but it's, I don't know. It just is really, I th I'm going to need to put more time into it, but it's just, it feels really confusing. It doesn't feel like, and I play, I think the, the one that was on Wii U was that monster hunter three or four. That was three. Three. So I play. I feel like I, I probably played like 10 hours of Monster Hunter 3 on the Wii U, and I feel like I didn't have the same troubles that I'm having here. But then I, you know, so I 
you you get introduced to the town. You have these really cute cat things that like are your friends for some reason. Um, Did you see the poogies? Nah, I don't know what that is. <gasps> the poogies, though. They're so they're pigs, and they're the cutest fucking thing. They're my favorite. Them and the cats are my favorite thing about that game. Yeah, I think the poogies are in your little house. Uh, there was just another the hat, and there was another cat in my house that's like my slave or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then the combat though feels so fucking clunky. Like I, I chose this is like a katana or something, and I was like, oh, it's like a nice nimble like flippy sword or something like that. But it's like the strikes, and it's the only weapon I've tried so far. So maybe it's just not the weapon for me. But um, you know, I expected it to be like kind of like a finesse weapon, but course the thing's massive it's like 12 feet long um that doesn't sound i got the hiccups messy. i've got the hiccups um and when you start like when you start swinging you just lose total control over your character so like it, the and the, the the swings take like like several seconds each and you have a variety of different attacks you can do with combinations of the y and the y button being the attack button super confusing because i keep hitting the x button and then he keeps drinking a potion and like in the middle of a fight because yes. the <laughs> x is a very standard attack button and y is not um but then there's like combinations of like right trigger or the b button and like the y button and I, it's hard to remember what's what um and I feel like it the, the heads up display shows some stuff, but not all stuff at certain times. And um, but it's just like like if you're not directly lined up with the thing you're trying to fight at the second you press that button, like it just very easily moves out of the way because you are stuck. You're stationary when you're like in the middle of swinging something, and they are not. So it and then I feel like it just feels like you need to constantly be locked on. But I I don't know. It, it just felt really like trailer from the trailers and everything like that it just looked like a, a i don't know just just a it looked so polished i guess and it doesn't feel like that it feels like they got seven and maybe this is monster hunter i don't really remember the time i spent playing it but it feels like they got like 75 percent of the way there and then they were just like okay just just release it um like it feels like there's so much tuning that could be done and and i i don't know and maybe it's it just it feels like a very like clunky japanese game i think is the is the thing and i don't know if i like i i played like half an hour and then i stopped and i was like oh no i need to like put a little bit more time into it and then i played it for another half an hour or 45 minutes or something like that and i realized i need to get back into it but i basically played through that one mission and then i'm like i'm gonna go play something else because this is just not doing it for me right now am i wrong am i wrong guys is this a detroit i'm 100 percent on board with you you know what's funny though what's that that this that Monster Hunter World is like the most streamlined, <laughs> like easy. Like they they got rid of so much of the clunkiness from all the other games, and they streamlined a lot of the navigation and how you access items and stuff. And like I like the game a lot, but it's it's weird. It's like it's it's hard to say it and make it sound like it's not making excuses for the game. Mm -hmm. And I'm really not making an excuse for it because I don't necessarily like it either, but it is designed purposefully to be clunky. Okay. As stupid as that sounds, because like when you do start fighting a lot of the like bigger monsters and stuff, part of the, I guess part of the strategy or part of the appeal that makes the fights challenging is being able to like manage your time and your, distance from the enemies and being able to perform certain actions from a safe position so in order to get a certain in order to create that tension or whatever it's like certain actions take a long time or 
make the movement a little bit more restricted. Mm-hmm. And again, I don't necessarily like it, but it's also like it's also should be pointed out that it is an intentional design choice. But it's just funny that you mentioned all those things and this game is actually like if you go on a Monster Hunter message board, people complain that this game's too easy. <laughs> this game's too easy and too streamlined. And... Well, and it, like it's not that it felt it didn't feel in it, I, like obviously I mean like the intro areas, but it doesn't feel hard. It just like doesn't feel polished. Yeah. And and, yeah. and it's like in like if I'm playing a game that's basically strictly about combat then why wouldn't I play something that has combat that at least like looks and feels fluid versus unless that's what you're expecting. And I feel like I wasn't expecting that going into this. Yeah. And I guess that's also kind of a shock if you haven't played Monster Hunter for a long time, mm-hmm. or even if it's your first Monster Hunter. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of people who've played the series felt kind of the opposite of you, because like I said, it's, is a lot different. Like, you know what? It would be fun if you could, uh, you have, you have a switch, right? I do. Okay. They just came out with the English demo for Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, mm. which is basically just the 3DS game from two years ago, but on the Switch, and it's supposed to have more like high-level content for people who like beat the shit out of the right, okay. original game. So you should try downloading the demo and play it and see, see how, how much it more clunky it is. Yeah, c- compared to this one, and report back next week on it, because I kind of want to see what <laughs> you'd say in comparison. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's but yeah, was that it? Was that everything that you played for the week? Nah, so I also played a little bit, and part of it is I watched the Hitman Two reveal trailer, which came out today, and I was like, "This looks fucking awesome!" And so uh, I think just last week, actually, another plug for Xbox Game Pass—they're not paying me, um, but they can if they want. They should. <laughs> um, they could pay me in free Game Pass. You have enough Game Pass. I only have a couple of years worth. Um, so Hitman just got added to uh, Xbox Game Pass, I think, last week, um, like in full. And so I downloaded it and played through the – there's a several – there's a couple of training campaigns first, which are interesting. And then there is – and then I played through like the first level, which is Paris. Um, but it is a fucking interesting and unique feeling game. And I, I feel like it, it feels – just talking about hard games, it feels – like I tried Hitman like – two or something in the past like renting it and that game was fucking impossible um so it feels much more approachable than that but still challenging but it's like like the the training missions are whatever they're much much smaller so they're there it's a little bit more streamlined in what you can do but when you like when i started this paris missions and so so you have these two targets who are they own this like fashion company but also they are basically they like sell countries secrets and stuff like that and they're about to it's it felt like something from mission impossible like they're about to sell uh they somehow obtained like a list of all the identities of all the mi6 agents or something like that and so you're tasked with taking both of them out before this auction can go down um but it's the the setting is this like giant castle slash mansion uh somewhere in paris and you are like you're you're dropped in and like you you're outside you walk in you have to like you have basically no information aside from um you know you know who they are and what they're what they are doing there and that there's this auction going on and so you kind of it's a massive massive map uh and you're just wandering around and like listening in on like conversations that could potentially get you closer to where you need to be um and or unlock like alternate paths to get to the objective but basically i mean your main objective is these two people need to be dead and then you need to escape um and so there's like you can you take on all these different like 
you know, there's of course it's a there. Oh, it's the the guys is it's like a fashion. There's a fashion show going on as well. That's how they're like hiding this big level um, auction that's happening. So there's a fashion show. Um, so there's hundreds of people there, like you know, watching this show and and like having drinks and blah 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 all around this mansion. And so you're you're kind of mingling with the guests and then like taking on different disguises. Like oh shit, I I think I should go into this area. So I took out a waiter and I'm putting on a waiter's uniform and that can kind of get me access into the, um, into these other areas and everything like that. And then, uh, <laughs> interesting enough the in this, in this, and there's like, like there, the, it's really unique cause it really, when the game came out, it was episodic. So they released the Paris episode first or whatever, and they really strive to make it like super replayable. And so it just feels like there's literally, like a limitless number of ways that you can take down these targets. And so one thing that ended up happening for me is, um, you know, I was, I kind of heard some people, some people were looking at pictures of this model and they're like, Oh, this guy kind of has the same cheekbones, um, as him. It kind of looks like a lot like him. And so I ended up finding the model and taking the model out and taking the models to Scott, like taking his clothes. And so I, and getting makeup done, so I just looked, everyone thought I was that model. And then I like walked the runway and everything like that. And then went up for like a meeting with one of the people and then killed her. And like, after having a conversation with her, cause she didn't realize I wasn't the model type thing. Like it just felt, but it just felt like I, like it felt like a really like super interesting moment, but it came, it came so organically. Like it was just me. Like it didn't feel like I was guided there at all. It just felt like I was wandering these paths around the mansion. And that's, that's the storyline that I ended up coming up with. Um, and it was interesting. Cause I feel like typically going through, um, you know, going through, especially like the story felt pretty interesting and everything like that, but going through, I pretty much like I finished that level and then I just wanted to go back in and figure out a different way that I could do it, um, which is pretty cool. And usually I feel like I'm not one to really replay through stuff, but I feel like I probably didn't see, like I didn't see all of the place and there was um, each level has like a mastery level too, which is all the different paths you can take and everything like that. And I think every level has a mastery level of like 20 and I felt like I discovered so much stuff in this first playthrough and my mastery level was like four after that. So there's so much more stuff to discover within this one level. And I think there's like seven or eight maps or something too but it is uh it's pretty fucking awesome uh it just felt it felt super different from i don't know anything that i've played in quite some time i think that does sound really cool right yeah Mm-mm. oh and then <laughs> and there's a couple like stupid mo- like because first thing i didn't realize is you could save pretty much whenever you want and so the first few times i you know i'd get discovered or whatever and i had been in this like place for 20 minutes and then i start the whole mission over again i'm like i don't really want to play this if i'm gonna have to like replay the (laughs) opening section like 17 times um but then i also at one point i'm like in the middle of this like in the middle of this crowd and there's a lot of security guards and stuff there and instead of hitting the inventory button i put i hit the like like the unholster weapon button and so i'm like a waiter (laughs) and i fucking pulled out my gun and then and then they knew who I was after that. So, what? um, so that was uh, a couple of funny moments there, but fuck that game is like just super cool. Uh, I can't wait to, I can't wait to play the rest of it. That's it. Yeah. I've, I mean, I haven't played Hitman in a long time, but it's always been super fun. Did you see that video that popped up on our gaming a few days ago where the guy throws, throws a knife at the top of the chef's chef hat and it like kills it, like kills him. Like it's a headshot. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Everyone is talking about how he must have had a really long forehead. 
But yeah, what, um, Mika, what have you been playing this week? Well, I feel like I haven't really been playing that much, but I haven't been on here in a while, so I'll count a couple of the things I played a while ago. Um, we played Hidden Agenda recently, which I think Derek's actually talked about, but we share a life together, so often <laughs> play the same games. Um which was really neat, and I do not have the vocabulary to articulate what the game was actually, like what kind of game it was, but um, you're like, it kind of feels like a movie that you're like making choices about as you go through, and we played as a group, so it's like all happening on the TV, and then everyone in the room uses their cell phone to connect to it and to like make their votes for what choice the characters will make and stuff. And uh, we played the, like, cooperative version, but you can also play a different version where it's, um, you each have, like, a secret hidden agenda where you're trying to, like, choose a certain path for different characters to, like, get a certain outcome without anybody knowing what you're trying to do. But we played the one where we're all working together. Um, and it was really fun. I, I was really glad that we played it and I look forward to playing it again. It was like, it seemed pretty simple and like there wasn't a lot of stakes because we were kind of all on the same team. Um, but I don't know. It was just interesting to like see how things go and the story was interesting and the characters looked all right. Yeah, it was good. It was real good. That was that was my whole story about that one. <laughs> um, and then I also recently got into playing Mario Tennis Aces, uh, which is on the Switch, and it is a game where you play tennis <laughs> against other people. Is it aces? <laughs> I, I don't really know what that means. Do you know what an ace is? <laughs> I don't know what a game being aces means. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I don't understand tennis if it's a tennis reference. It's and, a tennis reference. Okay, okay. Yeah, I didn't know. I really, like, playing that game, I was like, hooey, I really don't know what's going on right now. Like, they keep saying words, and then, like, they have something to do with tennis, and it's... I mean, I've always wanted to understand tennis, and maybe this is the path that leads me to that understanding. <laughs> is it working? I love you, Mika. Um, well, yeah. No. No, <laughs> it's not. Conversation, this is not talking about right tennis. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Derek and I played it like against each other a few times and it's what, like, I mean, there's lots of games where if I'm playing against someone, I do not win because I am not that good at video games, but it's one of the ones where like, it didn't matter how many times I lost. I was like, okay, one more round. Okay. One more round. It was just like so much fun. And, uh, and then I started playing... What do you call it when you're, like, doing the levels in the story? Single player? Yeah. But, like, it doesn't have a word for, like... <laughs> yeah. Okay, that. So I started playing by myself. And then... Uh... Mika's my favorite baby gamer reporter because <laughs> she also doesn't know the words. Like, I don't know the words. And the fact that she struggles like I struggle make me happy. And I love you, Mika, We're so a team. much. I got you. 
It's great. Uh. Um, but yeah, so I started playing the, the single player campaign. Campaign feels right. That feels like the right word. That is the word. So. Yeah, it's a great word. Uh, Derek sounds like he's dying. <laughs> he's like, this is so embarrassing. I didn't invite her to this, I swear. Um, <laughs> and so... It was great for teach like it like forces you to learn things and um not words but to learn how to do certain moves and like you know what what the goals are and I lost a bunch of times but that's okay cuz you just keep playing the same level until you win and uh yeah so that was fun and uh I look forward to to playing it with more people at some point. Oh, can you play with four people with the Switch? Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's going to be a dream. I have my Switch. I can Party bring game. it. Let's do it. Controllers. Let's do that. Let's do it. It sucks. The game, I almost bought it too yesterday because the game over here was $15 off over the weekend. And then what on top it? of the Best Buy 20% discount, it would have been like 30 bucks. But like, I didn't like the demo too much and I didn't realize that I had people to play with apparently. So I didn't get it. And Dang it. about it. And I'm like, I should have got it. We could have played together. Dang Aww. it, Josh. I don't. We don't have the internet for our Switch though, so we could not have played together. I mean, it's free right now, but only until next month. Yeah. 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 So we would have had a month to play it, but now we don't. Dang. Oh well. Oh well. She's gonna be too busy with Graveyard Keeper anyway, so. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I do know, but I just have to not play it ever, and then I'll still have a life. No, I should not. Yeah. Anyways, and then I don't know if this counts as a video game really, but it's on my phone, so it feels like technology, so I'm going to count it. But Derek and I went camping, <laughs> which was pretty <laughs> exciting because I'm into camping now. And yes. y'all probably don't know this about me, but I was really not that into camping for a long time. I remember like many, many moons ago, I went camping and I woke up in the morning and we were like sleeping on the ground in the tent in sleeping bags. So I guess we had a tent and that was good, but like straight up on the ground and the tent was crooked and my head was downhill and it was like the crack of fucking dawn and all these birds were chirping and I was like, this is the worst experience of my life. Like, why have I done this to myself? And so then after that time, I got a reputation for not liking camping. But earlier this summer, we went camping with, like, our whole group of friends. And uh, Courtney was there. It was very exciting. And um, <laughs> The group of friends and Courtney. <laughs> and it was, it was really fun. We, I learned the key to enjoyable camping is a fucking air mattress. And that's it. <laughs> that's, that's all you need. And then there's, An air like, mattress and maybe not a baby tent. Maybe not a baby tent. You did have the <laughs> smallest tent that has ever existed. I do not know how anyone fit in that tent. But you did good. You did good. Oh, so great. Um, I'm dying right now. <laughs> and then <laughs> I, when I was like 12 or something, I got a tent. And so I am far older than 12 now. And I still have the same <laughs> tent. And I found it in my mom's basement. And it was a fucking dream. So anyways, back on track. We went camping again. We both happened to have like two or three days off together. And uh, that never happens. Like we're lucky if we see each other for two hours a day. And so we were like, sweet, let's go camping somewhere where there's water. 
And then we were going to do all this like prepping for packs and whatever else we had planned. But like we were driving out there and all of a sudden our like map on our GPS, which is connected to my phone, is like just like a grid of like gray squares. And I was like, oh, that's really <laughs> weird. What's happening? Like, why isn't the map there? And uh, and then it turned out that there was no signal where we were camping, which like theoretically for Michaela is a dream. Derek, it's a nightmare. We all know that. That's okay. <laughs> but for Michaela, it's a dream. And uh, and then we got out there and I was like, oh my God, what do we do? Like, we don't have the plan that we had. And didn't know what to do with ourselves and then we ended up what did we oh we had to go to the gas station and at the gas station there was um signal and so we downloaded heads up and so then that night when we were at the campsite we were like sitting around the fire playing heads up on our phone and it was so much fun and it's that game where you like that game oh it's so fun we used to play it all the time and then it kind of like fell out of popularity what's heads up oh it's it's the ellen game and uh she like or you you hold your phone up and it like will say i don't know like a celebrity or a movie or something and then the person who you're playing with or people has to try to get you to guess the name that you're holding up on your forehead and it just is full of hilarity and was really fun and so i'm glad that we we brought that one back anyways that was my whole story about that one. That, that, that was a long story. That was a long story. Where did like that come from? You're talking about heads up for 20 seconds of that 45 minutes. But guys, I love camping now, so it's pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah, thanks, thanks to heads up. <laughs> thanks, right? thanks to your cell phone game, you have a new appreciation for being outside. <laughs> <laughs> I was like outside in nature and the birds were there? Gross. <laughs> but then I got this cell phone game and it was fun. <laughs> we uh, bought some in-app purchases. It was great. We did, yep. Did you really? Yeah, we always Y'all do. and your Every in-app game. purchases kill me. Well, I mean, it was so, like $4. Yeah, it was not very much money. It and... was not as much as I spent on Crossy Roads. <laughs> <laughs> so because in this in this because there's different decks for different categories and if you want like mm. there's some free decks but the good decks you gotta buy so we bought them got you that makes sense you just said for decks less than a, a whole cup lot. of coffee <laughs> <laughs> you love a good deck josh what have you been playing well i've been playing a lot over the last like couple weeks since i've been on so i'll just go through it real quick um first first after all this time, and I kind of don't count Pokemon Go because I just use it as a glorified pedometer more than anything. <laughs> but I, like, but I finally found a game to help me embrace like mobile gaming, and I feel like it's going to be for the long term too. And last time I was on the show, I talked about it a little bit when it was just me and Shane. But I've played it so much more now and understand it so much better. So I'll just talk about it like I never mentioned. It I before. don't think Shane ever released that episode, so, it, so it'll be new to player. all of us. I definitely oh. never listened to it if he did, so bring it yeah, on. Yeah, I don't, yep. It's one of those oh. lost episodes that we oh, should so like lost, maybe release I think, on a Patreon or something. I think we could have like a whole season's worth of lost episodes. Yeah. Oh my god, that would be so point. cute. Like, lost episode 26. <laughs> lost we could just re- start releasing those and we wouldn't have to record a new one for like a year. <laughs> yeah, right? You could just, you could just like in post-editing just add the names of newer games. <laughs> like we'll be talking about WWE 2K8 like 17 and be like WWE 2K20 was great wow. and it'll work. and it'll actually look exactly the same in real life so yeah. no one will know I know I probably would glitches and all 
Um, but yeah, so so the sense will just pretend that I never mentioned this before. So I started playing Bang Dream Girls Band Party on my cell phone. Oh my god, please tell us so many details about this game. Why is it called this? What does it mean? Why is it called it? I have no idea because it's Japanese and they don't understand how inappropriate it sounds. Or maybe they do. I don't know. They probably Um, do. So I was introduced to this game when I went to new japan's show in san francisco and during intermission they kept playing this commercial over and over again where kenny omega's like doing wrestling moves in a wrestling ring while playing this video game on his cell phone with like all these anime girls so i'm like okay and then coincidentally like the next day my friend who knows i like music games like messaged me on facebook and he was like oh did you see this commercial with kenny omega like i've been playing the game for a couple months it's really fun so i because of his recommendation combined with the commercial i checked it out and it's it has a lot of the mobile game like the usual mobile game features where it's like you ha- you have to pay money for certain as it's a free to play game but you have to pay money for certain aspects but like the more that i played it the more surprised i was at how non how like how user friendly it is for people who don't want to spend money on it so basically the the way that the game is it's a music game the story and it's based off an anime like this this whole game is based off of a multimedia franchise that has its own anime its own trading card game i like coincidentally i saw they had a booth at anime expo but i completely ignored it because i didn't know the game existed until like two (laughs) days later which sucked because they were giving out free stuff and i totally completely missed it dang it yeah but so basically the way the game works is there's like four different bands in the game that consists of like five members each and each one plays like different genres of music or whatever. And so in the story, it's like the one main band that's like the generic, like super happy band is trying to put together this show and wants to get a lot of different acts together so they could have like a full concert series. And that's just kind of an excuse to introduce all the different characters and they all have different like tropey personalities, especially like anime wise, or some of them are like super like stoic and unemotional and other ones are super like over exuberant and other ones pretend to hate everybody when they really like everybody and all that kind of crap (laughs) but it's really cool because it has a lot of original music and then you can buy covers of like anime theme songs for certain for certain ones but like when you watch story mode like when you watch uh, story scenes in the story mode you get free points to buy new dlc songs and once you use up all of those, like about every two or three weeks, there's a new event where they add more story content. And when you pass those, you get more, you could get more free points to unlock more songs that way. And sorry, I'm, I'm trying to think about, cause there's so much to talk about and there's so much to the game. And it was really surprising how, again, like you really could, you could get the full experience of the game without ever paying a dime. It even has like, you know how we were talking about a few months ago, that Harry Potter game. The garbage Harry Potter game? Yeah, the one where it was like, you have a certain amount of energy, and when you run out, you can't do anything unless you wait for five hours yep. or pay money. So this game has a feature like that, and apparently I'm not the only one who didn't realize it, because someone pointed it out on the subreddit. It has its own for subreddit? The yeah, like, <laughs> someone pointed it out on the subreddit, and a lot of people said they didn't know this. And some of these people have been playing the international version of the game for over a year now. But basically, it has an energy meter like the Harry Potter game and like a lot of mobile games. But the energy meter is essentially just a gambling system where 
you're basically wagering how much energy you want to spend. And if you beat the song, if by if you spend energy and beat the song, you'll get multipliers so that you'll get more experience to level up your characters or like more items to buy more stuff. But I assume that once you ran out of energy, you couldn't play and you had to wait for the energy to refill over time. <laughs> but like my favorite thing about this game, which again, I didn't realize and a lot of people apparently didn't realize is that you could actually play the game for free unlimited. Like the energy is strictly for the multiplier. Oh. But if you have zero energy, you could still just keep playing as much as you want. You just don't get the multiplier for the items and the experience points. That's fantastic. I love it. So, so like the only two things you really need to spend money on in this game is if you want to keep playing and keep your multipliers up, you have the option to keep like spending in-game currency, which will eventually run out. And then they give you the option to pay real money to keep refilling it. And the reason why you'd want to refill it is because those events that I mentioned that they have about every three weeks or so, it's also like a competition and they they have like a leaderboard and depending on your position at the leaderboard at the end of the event, you'll unlock like a ton of free items and stuff. So if you want to be competitive in the events, that's like the only reason you need to spend money. But if you don't really care about the events and you just want to play the songs and have fun with the game, like there's zero restrictions on how much you can play it on what you can play aside from the DLC songs. And even then, I haven't spent any money on DLC songs, and I have enough money to unlock, like, 16 of them, and there's only 20 available right now. Jeez. Wow. That's amazing. Any good songs? Yeah, so it's like, um, I mean, not unless you're a super weeb. Oh, but, wow. I mean, it's all just, like, either Japanese, like, original songs and or, like, anime theme songs from different cartoons and stuff. I mean, like, that's but what they I was had, asking. Cool. They had the Sailor me. Moon theme song. Well, they had the Sailor Moon theme song from the new show, so I bought that song, and that was the only song I played for, like, two weeks. <laughs> so that was really cool. And then, like, the only other thing that you could spend money on, and, again, it's kind of like the Fire Emblem game or, like, a lot of mobile games where it's, like, a random draw. Like, you'll pay money, and then you'll randomly get a character. Oh. And then, so those the characters that you pull randomly will be at a certain level... And they'll have like a certain level cap and like you'll have a low chance of getting one with the maximum level cap. And on top of that, it's kind of like Pokemon where they have four different types. There's like a cool type, a powerful type, a pure type and a happy type. And like during the events, like and like the event that just ended, it's like a event for happy type. So the more happy types you have on your team, like you get more multipliers for the event. So again, it goes back to the only thing you really need to spend money on is if you want to be competitive in the events. But if you don't care about ranking high on the leaderboard, then it really doesn't matter. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, so I mean, that's pretty much why I got sucked in. And it's ironic because I don't spend money on free-to-play games. But the more, like, the more giving the free-to-play game is, the more I'll, the more likely it'll be that I will spend money on it because I kind of appreciate the game more. I think that makes a lot of sense because you don't feel like they're just trying to lure you in so that you give them money. You're like, oh, I'm actually yeah. getting to play this game. I actually right, because like it. with the Harry Potter game, like I never played the Harry Potter mm -hmm. game, but just as an example, if I, I've played games like that and I'm always like, well, screw you. You guys don't want me to play it. You're trying to nickel and dime me. I never want to touch this game again. Whereas on this one, I'm like, I probably clocked in like 20 or 30 hours of playtime on this. And I haven't played a dime, and I've paid $60 for games that I played a lot less, so I don't mind dropping <laughs> 5 or $10 for this to be able to unlock a few new characters or whatever. But the thing I wanted to mention that I mentioned on the Lost podcast, apparently, 
I was going to give a follow up to the story that I had on that show and I'll be quick because I know we're going long, but the, it was weird. Like when I first opened the game and I'm almost positive that this isn't just a scam that the game pulled because I've never, I searched all over and I never saw anyone post anything like this, but they have these promotions where you can get free money in the game by playing other games and accomplishing certain achievements like in these cross promotion things. So I was, I was skimming which games are compatible with it. And all of a sudden there was this pop-up that said, are you sure you want to spend $15? And the way I was holding my phone, I had my fingerprint on it. Oh no. And no. I wasn't, I, and like, I wasn't in the store menu, so I don't even know how the fuck it happened. So before, and like I said, I was holding my phone that way. So by the time I read what it said, it had already read my fingerprint and accepted the payment. But I checked my credit card every day for like two weeks, three weeks, and it never charged. So I was like, okay, I guess it was just like a glitch and they ignored it. And I never got a receipt from the Apple store. I never got a charge on my credit card. Nothing was pending. Nothing went through. So I had my first moment where I mentioned earlier, like I was thinking I've, you know, I've got a lot of time out of this game. I don't mind spending $5 to try to get this one character that I was trying to get. And I spent the $5 and then immediately I went to check my credit card to make sure that went through. And then it charged me for $20. It charged me <laughs> for that old charge from like three weeks ago at the exact same time as it charged me for the five. So the story I told on the last podcast, it had just happened. And Shane, I said I was going to call the Apple support and see what they say. But yeah, um, the follow-up was I called the Apple support and they gave me the $15 back. Oh, good. Nice. So I got $20 worth of in-game currency for $5 because of that weird <laughs> nice. thing. But yeah, I have no idea how that happened. Really weird. Um, but yeah, then aside from that, um, I played Persona 5, Octopath Traveler, and Xenoblade 2, all very long RPGs, all of which I'm never going to finish. But I feel like if I chip away a little <laughs> at bit at know, them... At least you know it. Yeah. But if I chip away at them little by little, I'll probably finish them like in a 10 years or so, I figure. Nothing else will come out in that time frame, so no worries. Well, the new Xenoblade's coming out in September, so... Oh, God. There's another new Xeno... There's a new Xenoblade coming out? Well, it's a DLC expansion, but they're selling it both mm. separately as a physical standalone really? and as a part of their season pass, if you already bought it. But it's supposed to be another, like, it's supposed to be not as big as the main game, but the main game's like 100 hours, so they're saying this one's supposed to be at 40-ish. Okay. That's pretty big. So it's still, what's, it's still is, pretty big. What's the price on it? I think it's 40, or okay. 30 or 40 mm-hmm. for the physical. I think if you buy it digital as part of the DLC for the game, it's like 15, something like that. But um, aside from that, I was playing Lucio Ball on Overwatch. Garbage. And, huh? <laughs> I said garbage. I hate Lucio Ball. Oh, yeah, it is. But no, but it was, I made a new best friend out of Lucio Ball because we were having a really cool back and forth. Nobody scored for like two minutes. And then it finally got past us. It got past both me and the guy who was supposed to be goalie. And for some reason, he was standing in the net. And then... I, right after the same guy was assigned as goalie, but he just stood there and let the ball go in. And I got that dreaded pop-up on the PS4 that said so-and-so and uh, created a party. Oh, no. And all of a sudden I get a message that says, oh, I was already at the goal. I don't know why you were standing there, too. It's common sense. So when I read it, I since I have the PlayStation app on my phone, I could type responses really fast. So I wrote a big response, like essentially telling them off. And then I figured... You know, like why get mad? Why get mad when I could just be nice to these people? So, ever since that happened, like every time I play Lucio Ball, I pull out my phone and I'll give them a play by play of how how well I played. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, 
So now, like, he has like a week's worth of messages from me now that is always like, oh, I just want to match four to zero. It's great when you have teammates who know what they're doing. Like, oh my god, oh. Josh, that is the pettiest, like, oh, like, best fucking thing. I love it. I was like, I, I was like, I just backfilled into a game where we were down zero to three when I joined with two minutes left, and then we came back and won five to three. It's so nice when teams work together. Yeah. So. I so, love yeah. that. I love it. He hasn't blocked me yet, but I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still going. It's been about, it's been <laughs> ten days, I think. Yes. So, and then I was waiting on an important shipment today, and the Xbox One is in the living room while the PlayStation's in the bedroom. So I was like, I want to be close to the front door. So I started the Xbox One for the first time in like six months, and I didn't get to play it because first I kept signing in, and it would immediately sign me out. I went to Xbox customer support. They said to hard restart your system. I did, and it did the exact same thing. And then it turned out that it just needed an update because it's been so long since I played it, but they just wouldn't tell me. Oh. So I downloaded the update and it took like two hours. Then I just literally just sat in front of the screen watching the bar go up. <laughs> Why didn't you play your phone game? It sounds like me when I play PlayStation. Oh. Sounds like me trying to play Sea of Thieves. Oh, <laughs> I, I didn't play my phone game because I didn't play my phone game because the event ended and I was 90, I'm 99% towards leveling up. So I only need one more percent. But when you level up, you get a bunch of free energy to keep playing. And I'm so I'm saving it until the next event starts so I could get a lot more that free That sounds plays, legit. Or free multipliers, I should say. That sounds like so much effort and thought into a mobile game. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. You know what mobile is. game I used to love? They used to have that zombie farm game. Do they still have that? I should play that again. Courtney, did you ever play that chicken farming game? The egg game that you got me addicted yeah. to? That I had to delete off my phone when I cracked it? Yes. Oh, did you love it so much? I feel like... Why did, you have, you... To, why did you have to delete it? Uh, I couldn't watch it. Well, I didn't have to delete it because I cracked my phone and had to get a new phone and redownload stuff. I just chose not to redownload it because I was getting frustrated by life taking up time that I should be using to play the game, which is a problem. <laughs> so, also, when I when I cracked my phone i was losing all my progress and i got really mad about that and didn't want to play anymore why did you lose your progress because my phone died i can't i had to reset my phone and send it back because they wouldn't so you didn't have a backup is what you're saying so what i'm saying is my phone broke and then instead of just fixing my screen best buy was like hey we're gonna send you a whole new phone and make you restart your life and i was like i guess that's a good thing Best so, Buy." so you didn't have a backup i don't have a backup phone do you have a backup no phone, uh, like a backup of your the information on your phone so that when you break your phone or get a new oh, phone no i do but it i mean it doesn't save the progress of the game once you delete like once that happens it's gone you have to start from scratch mm. But no, I have I, I backed up my phone. I'm not dumb. I backed up my phone. Come on, give me a little. I, I mean, if you, if it was Come backed on. up, the game progress would be there. Is it? How would yeah. It? No. How? With it, what? I don't know. That's the way it works on the other platform. Oh well, that garbage platform. Oh, everything is garbage that I don't like. <laughs> That's my Courtney impression. You're not wrong. <laughs> Throwing both. Like no, I I I don't I don't care for Apple. We've talked. I don't know. Maybe it would be, but I'm not downloading it again to see because it was getting bad. I have so I think many you things going on. My Apple phone breaks uh, usually about once every 15 months, and I'm on month 
14, so I'm about to find out if my trend is going <laughs> to break so or not. What will happen to all of your progress with the Bang Bang Girls music thing? <laughs> well, there's a there's an option to back up your save, which I've constantly oh, had, good. like once every couple of days. So I'd hope I'd hope that would protect me, but I'm not now sure. Now that I think about it, Google but, probably saved it. Shit. Oh, God damn it, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, speaking of another mobile game that I forgot to mention, and it'll be quick, is Omioji Arena. It's this MOBA game that I found out because a targeted ad told me that Inuyasha Love was a those ads. And so I downloaded it. I did. I played the game for like a month straight to download, to unlock both Inuyasha and Sashomaru because they were like a limited time of event characters. Whoa, that and it was really cool to see them. name is like your name. Oh my God. Oh, I know. What wow. a coincidence. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Are, you wow. Are you serious? Are you? Oh I'm just kidding. I knew. Oh, I know, I know. I'm pretty sure she's making a play on. I think. I think. So. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. But yeah, like it's really cool to see them in a game in 2018 since the show's been gone for so long. And Inuyasha has all of his powers that he has at the end of the series, which is really cool. His brother, not so much. He has a bunch of old, outdated powers, which is weird. That is weird. But I think the weirdest thing about it is that I played this game consistently for like three weeks just to be able to unlock them. And as soon as I unlocked them, I was like, well, that's done. And I never, probably never going to play it again. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, mission accomplished. I unlocked the limited time characters that I really wanted to play with. Now time to never play this again. I feel like but you've done stuff like that before, though. I feel like you like have goals that are like timed goals and then you meet them and then you're like on to the next thing. Yeah, instead of enjoying the reward that I played for, it's just like, oh, it's good enough that I have it. Let me just never <laughs> interact with it or play with it again. But then lastly, I got my review copy of Fire Pro Wrestling World. Ooh, is that is that out and finally? I talked a little bit about it's out okay. next week. What is it? It's like the it's a new rest. Well, it's kind of new. It's been out on Steam for a while, but it was just like the bare bones game where, well, the the history of Fire Pro Wrestling is like its main hook is that. It has a, it's a 2D game, so it's not nearly as detailed as a 3D game. But because of that, it has a very robust like creator wrestler option, where it has like hundreds upon hundreds of moves in its database, and it lets you layer different designs on top of each other to where you can essentially make any attire and any wrestler that you could imagine, like both real and fake. And they also have um, like a music import option, Ooh, really? so you could make like make like whichever character you want the version that i got for the review was the version that's coming out on ps4 that has official licensed like new japan wrestlers on it as well as a new japan story mode on top of all Mm. the creation tools and everything that the base game came with so i mentioned it before on it might have been the lost episode with shane but it's a really interesting it's like a wrestling sim in every sentence in the literal sense where like, you know, you can fight, you can go back and forth and try to beat your opponent. There's still that aspect to it. But the game's focus is just to try to put on the best match mm-hmm. possible, not necessarily winning or losing. So with all the different move options you have, it's like they want you to allow your opponent to hit you sometimes. And they want you to build up slowly to, to big moves instead of just hitting all your big moves from the start. It even has it built into the gameplay system where you can't hit the big moves immediately because... There's three different types of attacks you could do, like light, medium, and hard. And you have to kind of build up. You have to do a lot of damage with the light attacks before you could do the medium ones, or the opponent will automatically reverse the medium ones. And then once you've hurt them enough with the medium ones, then you could start hitting your harder, like higher impact moves. But if you try to hit them too early, they'll automatically reverse those too. 
That's clever. And it's it's really it's it's really weird to play it in the beginning. Like the only reason why I started getting the hang of it is because the one of the localization team members who were at Anime Expo kind of explained it to me. Because you're so used to being in the mindset of like the WWE games or really any wrestling or fighting game over the last however long, where the goal is just like a fighting mm-hmm. game. You're just supposed to beat the other yeah, guy. It does. I feel like it can depend on the mode though. Because in some of the WWE modes, there is like the star system that would get you more. I mean, the goal is obviously to win, but. Um, the star system, you can only really get a four or five star match if you are letting it go back and forth as well. Right. Yeah. And I was going to mention that too, like how the WWE games, a lot of the more recent ones, especially do have that star system for like universe mode, but it doesn't really, doesn't usually affect a whole lot. I think it's, I, that's true. I think it's just, it's really just like the, how much currency you get is based on how many stars the match was. Right. Yeah. Whereas like in this game, like when the match is over, It'll say who the winner or loser is off to the side, but it's almost kind of like an afterthought, whereas right in the middle in big letters, it says match rating like 100% or 90% or whatever. I get, I didn't really get it at first. Like, I thought it was a cool concept, but I was like, you know, how is this going to translate? But it really clicked because I had this one match where I was playing as my favorite wrestler in New Japan, Tetsuya Naito versus um, Kazuchika Okada, who was like their longest reigning champion up until recently. And I wasn't really even trying to play to have a good match. I was just trying to enjoy, like kind of get used to the game. I think it was only my second or third match I played. And like as I started building up to it, then another thing to keep in mind, there's no meters or anything. Like it's all yeah. based off of like kind of intuition and where you think you are in the match. There's nothing on the screen. Oh, really? Aside from the from aside from your characters in the ring and the audience. Like there's no health bars, there's no HUD, there's nothing like that. So it's all kind of like where you kind of have to keep in mind where you think you are in the match there's nothing telling you what you can and can't do necessarily so like once i started hitting a larger variety of moves and i was able to do some more like high flying stuff without getting countered like the crowd started cheering more and more and that kind of gave me like this little shot of adrenaline it was like oh cool they're (laughs) reacting strongly let me see what else i could do to kind of keep that momentum going and then we just had this crazy like back and forth match and it came off like a legit match that sounds pretty awesome. Do you think that's how real wrestlers feel when people start cheering and stuff? They're like, wow, let me see what else I can do to get people on this train. <laughs> yeah, like it was it was so it was just really, really cool. And there was a couple times where like I like I hit my finisher. And it, another cool feature is that if you kick out at the very last second, it'll say 2.9. So it kind of gives no way, you that really. that's cool. sense of desperation. Like, you know, you know, Derek and Mika and. I, you, I'm sure Courtney, you've watched wrestling at some point. <laughs> nope. And it's like when, Soon. like you say on WWE or whatever show, they hit their finisher and they kick out at the last second, and then the wrestler has like shocked look on their face, or they're like, "How did that yes. happen?" Like I had that same feeling. I was like, <laughs> "What the fuck?" I was like, "How did he kick out?" I hit, I did three. so much damage to him, and I hit my that finisher. And he kicked out at two point nine. Like that was three. <laughs> And then he hit me with his finisher, and I kicked out, and I was like, "Oh God, I don't know how I did that." But I'm so glad I did. And another time he. No, I was going to say, and then another time he hit me with his finisher like 27 minutes into the match, but then my foot was right next to the rope. And I think I think the match ended up going like 34 minutes until I finally hit him with my finisher for like the third time. And he finally, no, oh, no, no. What happened? He kicked out of my finisher three times, but then I transitioned straight into a submission and he tapped out. Well played, sir. And the match ended up being like 35 <laughs> minutes long, but it didn't even, it felt like I played it for like 10. It yeah. didn't, like the time flew. That's pretty awesome. And then it was... And it was super rewarding because when the match was over, it said match complete, like match rating 100%. Mm-hmm. So it was like the highest I could get. 
and then I was just like really mad that I didn't record it because how the PlayStation has a record option. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I was like, uh, if, I was like, if I showed this to Megan or something, she'd probably get really excited, like <laughs> watching the back and forth to see how it goes. But yeah, like the only major complaint that I have is the game is kind of bare bones, even with the added okay. features. And so, is there is there much of a story mode then? It there is, but there's too much of okay. one because I've been playing it for a while. Like you create a character, and then it's like you start from the bottom yeah. up and you climb your way up. And I've been I put in maybe two hours of it, and then I looked at my complete. And the the thing too is that it has some interesting, uh, like objectives. It'll say, and it's kind of like a glorified tutorial, but it's like, oh, let your opponent hit you with certain a certain mm. amount of moves before you win, or make sure the match goes fifteen minutes, or make sure it ends between fifteen and eighteen minutes. Like they have okay, you on yeah. a time on like a on a time restraint. So that all that's kind of cool, but I. Like I said, I played for about two hours, and then I went to save my game, and then my save file said I was one point eight percent done. The the, the story. Oh so I was like, if I was playing it, for, yeah. You're so gonna I was play like, this if I've been playing it for, for about two hours, and it says I'm one. Yeah, so I'm like, if it says I've been playing for one point eight, like my completion is one point eight percent, and I've been playing for two hours. It's like they a hundred hour game, like fifty sixty hours, and I'm like, and if they keep having objectives that say make sure the match lasts for at least fifteen minutes, like repeatedly, or if it gets even higher, considering I'm at the very beginning, right? I'm like, man, this is going to take forever. So I pretty much just dropped it after that and just start, went back to playing exhibition matches. But like that part's just kind of that part's kind of weird too. Um, but yeah, overall, it's a lot of fun. I'm excited for the main release next week, and hopefully, you guys will get a chance to try it out and see what you think. It's totally different from all the other wrestling games out there. It sounds pretty cool. Is there like a like, one thing I really like about the WWE games is I'm not super into creating things myself, but there's, like, just a hub where you can go and download all the, like, alternate attires or even wrestlers that didn't make it into the game, and they're fucking amazing. Is there, like, a similar thing in this? Yeah, that on the Steam version, that's pretty much the main feature of being able to, if you don't want to create your own, you can download anything mm-hmm. that anyone else has made. That feature is not up yet on the PlayStation version because just a lot of the online features sure, aren't up sense. until the main release. But I mean, if it's I'm, it's going to be exactly the same as the Steam version and the Steam version. That's pretty much the main draw. Okay. Like outside of creating them yourself, if you're not into that, everyone has the option to upload their creation. Mm-hmm. And is there a lot of match match types? There are, but they don't really. I mean, that's another drawback. They don't really feel all that different because the goal is still the same of like letting it go right. as a back and forth match. But there's like ladder so matches like, and stuff. Yeah, there's no ladder matches. It's like death matches and like landmine matches and <laughs> cage matches. But it's still like along the same lines of. Actually, oddly enough, like the gimmick matches seem just more restricted because it's like the hardcore matches. Like it's exactly the same, except you can't move around as much because there's barbed wire tables okay, on the sides. Yeah, yeah. Or like the landmine matches, it's like you can't go outside the ring because it's barbed wire rope, so you're restricted to inside. So. Oddly enough, like they have a lot of different match types and gimmick matches, but the most fun I have is just with a regular one-on-one match because that seems mm-hmm. to be the less, the least restricted compared to all the other ones. It's pretty cool. And now I know how you guys feel when Meek and I talk about makeup. <laughs> I know we ran out of time to talk about makeup, and we still have all. The I just completely them. sat here. I had no idea what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> Highlighters, but yeah. That eyeliner, though. That eyeliner. It's okay. Oh. We you should play Style Savvy and talk about it next week. I should play what? Style Savvy. What's, what is that? Okay. It's a Nintendo first party game where you just become a clothes 
designer. Oh, oh yes, please. Snap. Bib. Hopefully they'll be in Smash Brothers. Wow. I mean, at this point, they're running out of characters, so <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they Dress is just Luigi. in it, like, <laughs> in the next Direct. It's just a Nintendo Switch controller. I'm still waiting for the balance board to be a character. <laughs> yes. I miss the Wii balance board. Do we want to hit up some news? A little bit of news? Mm-hmm. We have yeah, so much written through down. Uh, yeah, I mean, we could just pick some things we're most excited about, like, while we're on the topic of wrestling. Uh uh this what past, a segue. right yeah this past i feel like it ruins it when you call it out though i know i realized that as i said time. it but it was just so good i could not acknowledge it it doesn't happen that often like on you could have like texted me or later been like oh when you said this that really worked that was a five-star segue i'm gonna forget in like three minutes though i really needed to are you a goldfish it. yes I mean, because yeah. a goldfish in the best way possible <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I thought you were more of a starfish myself, but... Oh! Um, anyways, the I was really excited to hear this. So the last, the first WWE game that I played in the last number of years, like since the PS1 days and stuff like that, was uh, 2K15. Um, and that was 15 or 16? I think 16. I think we it was 15. We were not watching it in 15. But I don't think 2... No. The one that Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yeah. Yeah. I think that was 15. Wow. So yeah, because I don't think 16 was out yet. Did no, because I bought three games. I bought three games. So it must be 16, 17, and 18. Yeah. Anyways, uh, I really loved the showcase mode. Uh, so there's, uh, like, obviously these games, like, these games have tons of modes uh, from standard exhibition matches to universe mode where you can actually control uh, who fights who. And, like, you, it's, like, a very high-level type thing that I've always been super interested in, but then play for 10 minutes, and then I'm like, oh, this is too much. I can't do this. Um, to a career mode, which is not even worth touching, um, <laughs> to uh, this showcase mode. And so the showcase mode actually follows a single superstar through the pivotal moments in their career. And so it feels like a story mode for these games, basically. And um, they it seemed like they always put a lot of work into it. Like, the announcers would re do the commentary for these matches so that it was higher quality and everything like that. And the only one that I've played so far was the Stone Cold one, but I was super impressed with it. I thought it was, that was the mode, unless people were over and were playing whatever modes, like the showcase mode is really the only mode that I, that I touched. Um, And then for whatever reason, 2K17 and 2K18 didn't include these modes. And 2K18, it kind of felt okay because they're like oh we put a lot of work into updating the engine and making these models and lighting and everything like that better and it did look significantly better in the previous years but um i really missed those modes and and like 2k 17 and 18 did not play nearly as much as the, the 2k 16 but long story short showcase mode is back for 2k19 uh and it is the the, the featured superstar for showcase mode is going to be daniel bryan um Daniel freaking Bryan. Yeah, and so they noted that uh, it's going to be revamped this time. So a heavier, like they said, it's going to have a heavier focus on actually like it, it's going to be closer to the some of the documentaries that they actually have on the on the WWE Network. So this time around, Daniel Bryan will actually be narrating his own life story as you progress through the mode. Um, and obviously, he has one of the most interesting stories in recent memory in terms of coming up so quickly and not getting that backing from the company, and then having to retire and then coming back from retirement and everything like that. Like, I feel like it sounds fucking cool and it sounds super exciting. And I was 
I was like, oh, like it was a game where I was like, oh, I don't need to buy it right away. I can wait for a sale on this one because they go on sale quite regularly. But that that put me into like, oh, okay, I need to get this and play it right away because just being able to play through his career sounds fantastic. Um, yeah, are you are you looking forward to that, Josh? Yeah, like showcase is one of my favorite parts, and which is part of the reason I didn't play the most recent one, mm-hmm. which is weird too because I thought Seth Rollins being the cover wrestler was like perfect for showcase since he literally had that story from coming up from nxt becoming the first nxt champion then being part of the shield and then turning on roman and then becoming like part of the authority Mm -hmm. and then turning on the authority like he i felt like he was one of the few wrestlers that had like a tailor-made arc that could be covered in a video game Mm -hmm. and instead they just cut the mode altogether um (laughs) daniel bryan's is like a really cool one because it was showing how you could they're gonna have and this is one of my complaints about some of the WWE games is sometimes they'll have like 50 versions of the same guy, mm-hmm. but it was still kind of cool to see that they're going to have like velocity Daniel Bryan from yeah. like the mid two thousands when he wasn't even officially signed. And he was just some guy they brought in for John Cena to beat on a show. <laughs> no one watched. Uh, yeah. So, they like, said there's going to be 11 models of him in this version. So yeah. So 11 Daniel Bryan's in the game. Not enough. Which, which begs the question, though, if there's going to be showcase mode with Daniel Bryan and there's 11 Daniel Bryans in the game, why wasn't he on the cover of it? Yeah, it's super. Well, in, in the past, wasn't it always whoever was on the cover was the showcase mode? Well, originally, when they first had showcase mode, it was multiple showcases, but they were all short. Oh, I see. Okay. And then I think Stone Cold was the first time they had a specific mm. wrestler be the sole focus of it. And it was a longer mode in that in that one as well. Yeah. Okay, I see. Um, yeah so yeah no I'm, it was kind of i'm pretty I'm, I'm excited for it though should be pretty cool but yeah and i'm excited to see how they do it too mm-hmm. it sounds really promising but i've been kind of burned by mm-hmm. wwe games in the past so well and one thing i like i feel like is different this year is like they detailed a lot of elements of that showcase mode returning like right down to the number of cutscenes and everything like that that you'd be seeing and i feel like typically these games are very much like oh we're not going to show anything except a few screenshots until it's like about to come out so that we you don't realize how bad or how unchanged it is so for them to (laughs) for them to talk about significantly like here's the work we're putting into this mode i feel like hopefully it's different um props not though because all the wwe games look the same and they're not that good (laughs) Yep. And it's funny, too, because every year, you know how you mentioned it's only a few screenshots? It's usually screenshots of the only five characters that they put any work into. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, like, the new or like the new characters, because they had to do work on them because they didn't exist before. Like, like, yeah. like, most of the screenshots so far this year are for Ronda Rousey. Right. Which I'm still mad about that she's, like, pre-ordered DLC. Like, that's such bullshit. She's been on the roster since January. Like, yeah. Before, like, before DLC, char- like, pre-ordered DLC used to be people who aren't in the company that they did some kind of deal with and then future dlc would just be like newer wrestlers that they didn't have time to add in the Mm -hmm. game and then the last couple years though the pre like last year it was a big like people complained so much that like the hardy boys were dlc when they were on wrestlemania Mm -hmm. like they that gave them like eight months or like six or eight months to put them in the game and it's not like they haven't been in the old game so they could just like essentially copy paste their movesets Totally. It was just like, oh, I'm just going to charge you for them now. So, yeah, that's another thing. I'm not a big fan of them charging for Ronda when she's, they don't really have a reason to other than she's Ronda Rousey. And (laughs) And people will pay more for it because it's Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Uh, Which is fine because she's fantastic. So, um, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying her. Uh, Moving on from wrestling, uh, 
I was really excited today to... Oh. Quick, Courtney, tune back I'm in. I'm back. It's good. I'm back. I'm awake. Destiny, Overwatch, something. Uh, I was really excited something about else. all the uh, Switch shit this week. Seems like everything is happening to Switch this week. Like what? Um... <laughs> oh, I thought someone else was going to chime in too. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. She, I, she's like, I only read. I only read the titles. No, I've I read the whole article. Um, so apparently there is possibly a VR mode for Switch for stuff that hasn't been released yet, which apparently Nintendo's done before, which I wouldn't know about because I didn't get into games till late. But I'm really excited. For shit to happen in VR on Switch because that would make it so much more awesome. So remember a while back when you said, should you get a VR headset or a Switch? And I said, you could just get a Switch yeah. and like tape it to your head. Josh, you were so, so right. See? see? I'm so happy with my Switch. Was, so you knew. I was on to um, something. Maybe their VR is just Nintendo Labo. Like you just stick the Switch screen well, into the Nintendo official. Labo. It'll be, it's like Google there's Cardboard. There's official for it yet. Um... But, like, someone accidentally stumbled on, like, this weird split-screen VR-esque mode. And so everyone was getting excited about it. And last I looked, Nintendo hadn't said yes or no about anything. But why would they? Um, but that would be really cool because then potentially I could have Skyrim VR on the go. And then I would just never talk to people again. So I, I predict... Unfortunately, that nothing will ever come of that. Why you gotta be a Debbie Downer, Dave? Because, well, no, I, I mean, I just am, am, you know, realistic. I'm just realistic. Why I'm, you gotta shit on I my dream? I don't need a false hope. So I feel like, so I feel like the main things there are the like, the Switch is not a very powerful console, and it, in fact, like, well, it's like way less powerful than the PS4, which is like one of the clunkiest. Still really good, but clunkiest VR platforms at this point is the PlayStation. But also the Switch's screen is not nearly high enough resolution to support VR in, at any comfortable level. Mm-hmm. Like if you held like hold the Switch up to your face at the distance that it would be at for VR and you're just staring at like you're just staring at pixels because it's so low resolution. Um, I just feel like it wouldn't be a good experience. It's weird that that stuff is in there. I wonder if that's like leftover code for some future project or something, maybe, or something that they were toying with. Or I, I, I like, it's so tough to know. It's weird that it's there, but I just I'm Derek, and I and I feel like it would be cool. <laughs> it, I guess it could also be for something that they were trying to implement and gave up on. Possibly. Yeah. Guys, got to shit on my parade. However, I'm not. I just don't want like like. I, but you know I'm what? just I'm stopping the parade before it leaves the station so that everyone's not really disappointed when it falls apart. You made me disappointed early. That's all you did. Which is better than being disappointed later. Because I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm doing your favor. Um, but also come. I'll thank You'll thank you me one day. day. Uh, also coming to Switch from one of my favorite places ever, Blizzard. They're putting Diablo three on the Switch. So again, I never have to talk to people ever. I can just play Diablo everywhere I go and not interact with human beings. And they are saying that Overwatch might also be ported over, although StarCraft is not likely to move over. But Diablo, Overwatch, and I'm done. With Skyrim, I don't need to ever... I could just never interact with a human being again. You Plus, have I had that awesome Ganondorf. It is a perfect console. I'm so happy with it. If only I had VR. It's also becoming if a really good... VR. 
it's becoming a really good JRPG console too. They like just today, like a little while ago, they announced that a Grandia one and two HD remaster. I saw that. To That's pretty cool. Octopath Traveler doing really yeah, well. Yeah, I was pretty too. excited about that too. Uh, Octopath Traveler isn't it doing really well? Oh yeah, it was doing so well that they kept selling out of copies because Square Enix, in their infinite wisdom, didn't think it was going to sell well, so they didn't really bring out a lot of copies. <laughs> They're convinced that everybody wants playable movies like final fantasy 15 and 13 and then they're shocked every time when bravely default or octopath traveler or anything that resembles good comes rpgs out. comes out and people actually want to buy them but yeah cool. but that's a beside the point. um that's all i was super excited for this week cool story bro uh i am now in love with my beautiful switch and happy that things come out on it so <laughs> not like that we you I, I feel like when i think of nintendo I mean, I really think of old school Nintendo, but I don't think of it having the same games as all the other consoles. But then the Switch feels like a real competitor to all the other consoles because it does have so many of those games or the potential yep. for them. So True great. facts. True facts. This is real time with me. Uh, I was also really excited. I was re- <laughs> real, real time talk. with Mika. It's just my video game expertise is it. coming out. Um, I was really excited today to see Life is Strange 2 officially get revealed. Um, oh, it looks so good. Weird. It looks so good. It does look I'm so good. excited playing, because it is... playing as boys now, though. Mm, yeah, but it looks to... like you can also not have played the other Life is Stranges, and it won't ruin it, and you can just play it right away, so you don't have to right, catch you up have a whole month by four and you years. Play them for the last... Ugh. I just give He's up. just so mad at me because no I never play it, but I want to play it, but there's just such a backlog of everything, and it looks so good. Nobody does ever listen to Derek. I Nobody responds to my emails. Times. That's true. I do. <laughs> I haven't found your email yet. You need to do a search, my friend. Derek's uh, crying. He just shed a single tear. Yeah. Anyway, so September 27th, so just over a month from now, the first episode of the five-episode Life is Strange 2 uh, is going to hit consoles uh, and PC. Um, this time around, yeah, like Josh said, you're playing as two boys, or one boy, but you... So two brothers, Sean and Daniel Diaz, 16 and 9, so very young at one point, uh, are forced to run away from their home after a tragic incident in Seattle. In fear of the police, Sean and Daniel head to Mexico while attempting to conceal a sudden and mysterious supernatural power. Life on the road is tough, and now totally responsible for his much younger brother, Sean begins to realize that his decisions will impact their lives forever. Um, it, the the teaser or the tra- the reveal trailer today was very much a follow up to the short teaser that released a couple weeks ago. It made it make a lot more sense, um, and it, that teaser essentially looks like it is the event that is the catalyst for them needing to leave home and everything like that. And it's their hurricane. It's their hurricane. Wow, shit got deep. How do you know about the hurricane? I played episode one. Uh-huh. We watched a trailer and Megan thought there was a school shooting. Was there a school shooting? No, I don't think so. I couldn't tell what was happening, but... No, did you watch the teaser from a couple weeks ago? No. Oh, okay. That would make it make more sense. So the the teaser is like a... It's like dash cam footage from a police car. And he calls in like a... Policeman calls in like a 10-10, which is like a fist fight or something like that. And he pulls over and then you just... It's the dash cam footage, so it doesn't doesn't move or anything like that. But you just hear like a bit of a, a tussle. And then all of a sudden, like... Like you see like this 
wave of motion and the cop flies by and the car gets pushed over onto its side and that's it then it cuts and it's the then it's like the logo and and all will be revealed august 20th um and then they showed off that other trailer today so they detailed a little bit more um uh in like the press release and everything like that but jesus i'm excited for this game um game of the year 2018 actually i don't know it'll be hard to beat detroit right right uh, it'll be hard to beat Detroit, but if anything can do it, it'll be Life is Strange 2. Or, oh man, yeah. I gotta play it. <laughs> Life is Strange 2? Yeah. Do you remember when I bought you the first game on your phone? So you yeah. could play it I'm wherever? I'm starting it right oh, now. Oh, I got it on my phone. Yeah, that's a lie. You're taking pictures. That is a lie. No. Have you played it? I Courtney's gonna play it before you play it. Where you said you I haven't play started playing it yet, but I have it so I could play it. Yep, yep. I feel that. You should play it. Yeah, but Derek told me to play, play it, so I feel like I feel I'm like not there's just going so many games. Just ignore the other games. I know I need to play Dad of War again. Yeah, you probably won't like it, but Michaela will. I probably won't like it. You're probably right. I feel like like I started playing the first episode back back in the day, like when it was the only thing mm-hmm. that existed. And I really enjoyed it. And now I am better at playing games. Yeah. So I'll probably enjoy it even more because it'll be less frustrating. But just the thought of like how much there is there's and not like, that much. There is though, and then there's so many other games and it's just a lot of pressure. There's like the first season is five episodes at two hours each, so it's like ten hours. You've played Stardew Valley that much in a day before. Yeah, I know, but I didn't know <laughs> I was going to do that. This, this feels is like, like so much more. Yo, you could be like today I'm like gonna I play one to episode this game now and I don't wanna play it because I feel like I won't like it somehow. I feel like you shouldn't play it because I'll be disappointed when you don't like it. <laughs> trust me, trust be me. Real, like, real talk. You, you're gonna completely, you're gonna completely fall in love with the game once you get to be able to experience what it's like to be a girl in high school. You know, I gotta be a girl in high school. <laughs> this one, say, so, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> so you're, <laughs> you're ma- like this one. Your issue with Detroit, where you're like, I don't want to commit to every anything, and I want to be able to redo all my decisions. Oh, that's true, Courtney. You she have literally to play has this game. time travel powers. So when you're like, oh, I don't like that decision I just made, and I want to rewind it, you can. Yeah, just like high school. Yeah, except for <laughs> not. I fucking wish. Except, so I liked that play one. That um, that feature of the game, except I'm one of those people who feels like I need to figure out what every option is yes. before I can commit to one. And so Detroit really fucking forced me to just, like, go with it. But then if you can figure, like, I just feel like it would take so long because I'd be like, oh, time to rewind again. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I know. You should play it. I should. It's literally on every platform. It's like Fortnite. There's literally Can no excuse. Yeah, like I love Fortnite. Fortnite. I have not played what? Fortnite. What are we talking about Fortnite for? He said it's literally like Fortnite. Oh. It's on every platform. God, you need Can to you play Life is Strange on the Switch? No. Can we talk about that? Okay, then it's, it's not, not on Switch. Then I... Then I... But it's on your, <laughs> but it's on your phone. Play it on your phone. But it's on my phone. Is there anything you do like on our news list that you want to cover? <laughs> is it David about, Hater? I talked about the Switch stuff. I liked that. Okay. Well, that's that. That's enough to that's like. That's all is I there had. Any, is there anything else that anyone else wanted to cover, or do we want to move on? Um, I thought it was sad to see that Bloodstained has been delayed again, um, and that they've now. Well, I mean, 
when it was when it when the Kickstarter was a thing back in like 2015, the Vita was only mostly dead. But <laughs> now today they've said it's not coming out on Vita anymore because the Vita is really dead now. Um, but the game has been pushed and pushed and pushed and got pushed again into spring of 2019. Um, yeah, it feels. I mean, it feels like that happens with a lot of Kickstarters, but specifically. Video game ones seem to be notorious for coming out years after they're originally scheduled to come out. And it's it, I feel like that seems odd to me because most of the video game ones that are funded, like really funded, are made by like veteran developers that like, he, like hey, I created Castlevania, now I'm creating this game like Castlevania. Like he should know how long these games take to make and not promise them for like six months after the Kickstarter ends. Yeah. Because um, now it's four years later, and or, or it'll be four years later by the time it comes out, and that seems like a long fucking time. That's kind of yeah. what I was wondering, too, because I'm like, I played the game at E3 like two years ago, and it's pretty much as advertised, which is essentially a DS game, like all the DS mm-hmm. Castlevanias, so I'm like, yeah. you know, what does it really take? I mean, I get that it's probably a smaller team and a smaller budget than what they would have had making an official Castlevania game, but I'm like, does it really take four years to make a DS game? Like, like, I mean, I'm not terribly attached. If Konami was really smart, they would just rush out like a similar Castlevania game, like right now. And then all the people that are like sick of waiting for, excuse me, sick of waiting for this one would just grab that one instead. Yeah. And they could there. What do you call that? Oh, what? Bum rushing. No, when there's like a Candy Crush game, but then there's like forty other Candy Crush type games, and then they like secretly get you into them. Is that I, a different addiction? Never, never mind. Just edit this part out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. Uh, was there any other news? Any other news? Any other news? Um, Going once, twice. It's just that Amazon's. Prime membership is losing its twenty percent discount. So at this point, I feel like, what's the point of Prime? Yeah, I love Prime. Uh, we still use we use Prime a lot because we order a lot of stuff on Amazon. I am definitely disappointed in. So actually, in because was it still twenty percent in the states? Yes, I know. I read that Canada okay. cut it out a while back, right? Yeah. So Canada, they got that discount way later, like probably two or three years ago is when it, that discount came to Canada. But then like a year ago, they cut it to 10%. And then from there, it became only certain games. Um, so it just kind of like, it was like a year where it was like, this is the fucking best thing ever. And then it just slowly got worse and worse. And now that's gone as well. Um, which makes me really thankful that I like pretty much any game I ever want for the rest of time, I pre-ordered on like one of their E3 sales like a couple years ago. So they were all $50 Canadian and then they keep getting delayed. So it's like, it's, there's like games going all the way to 2019 in there now for uh, $50 that I pre-ordered like three or four years ago. But, uh, and everything else is on game pass. Yeah. And everything else is on game pass. Just $9.99 a month for 100 plus games on your Xbox one. I really want, th- can we email them and see if they'll sponsor this podcast? Uh, I mean, we'll take coupons you at can. this point. I'll do it. <laughs> can we get Mike? Just give me a discount. Can we get those old 1600 Microsoft coupon. point cards that don't exist anymore? Ooh. Convert that currency to real dollars? Yeah. Ooh, uh, But yeah, I was. It sucks that that's over. And now, oh, and they're like doing this weird thing now where it's like select games, you'll get $10 in Amazon credit on. 
but it's like the credit takes like 30 to 60 days after the game comes out to hit your account. And then it has like a limited time where it can be used or something like that. Yeah, I think it said you had it to use it within those, 60 like, days and it's on a future purchase. So it's not even on the game that you're buying. They're going to lose so yeah, much money. It, it reminds me of those like, like those clothing stores where it's like, oh, you spent $40 today. So here's a coupon for $10 off weeks, between this date and this date. And you're like, bitch, I spent like, $200 at your yeah. store. Yeah. And, here's and your, the discount will only work cash. if you spend another $40. Yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's totally, that's 100% what it feels like. Um, I mean, obviously it works because people still do it all the time. Yeah, but I feel like I've never used one of those coupons because right. I would be like, oh, I just bought clothes, so I won't need more clothes but for longer than this. But businesses do it all the time, so there must be some sort yeah. of fact. I think like, it's like a false goodwill type of thing where it's like, yeah, they want to say, oh, look, we're so great to our customers, we're offering discounts, No, but it's more of an empty mm-hmm. gesture. They're like, oh, yeah, but, like, but they know no one's going to use it. It's kind of like when Nintendo canceled their Club Nintendo service in the last year. All of their rewards were just games that everyone probably already bought to be able to reach platinum <laughs> status to begin with. Yeah, it's like for your your reward for buying all these Nintendo games are free Nintendo games that you might you, that you probably already had to get these points to begin with. And it's such a lockdown platform that it's like, oh, you already have it. Too bad you can't give this one away or anything. Yeah, cause, and yeah, you couldn't gift them, and it was only certain games. It wasn't like you could choose any one game off the li- off of their catalog. It was certain games. So, but yeah, but that's a different story. Um, but yeah, sad, sad for Amazon. Sad for us. Thanks, Amazon, Amazon. get more money. Us. Sad for yeah, girl. <laughs> yes, we are sad about Amazon. But I'm not sad enough to cancel my subscription. Oh, right. Yeah. I'm. Well, I never had a subscription to begin with. I was using a friend's. But now I'm really not <laughs> going to use his subscription anymore. That'll show him. <laughs> I'm boycotting my friend's subscription. I'm so mad. <laughs> I'm just going to cancel his. I'll use his login and just cancel it. And then he'll wonder why he can't watch, like, Batman versus Superman anymore. I mean, I don't know why he was watching it to begin with. but It's true. See, I'm doing him two favors. <laughs> but, like, the only thing that I wanted... Like the only thing that I wanted to mention that I thought was interesting, especially because I missed the Super Smash Brothers direct last week, was someone pointed out in the Richter reveal that in the background, a Fire Emblem character who was in the background of the previous games was replaced by a generic character. And now people are wondering if he's going to be in it. And the only reason I bring that up is I was going to ask you guys if you think there's too many Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers already. I think Fire Emblem characters are beautiful. And so my answer is no. It's an uninformed no, but it's a no. But it's a correct answer regardless. <laughs> doesn't matter it's, how it's, uninformed you are if you're correct. It's interesting because I feel like there are a lot of... There's so many titles and franchises represented. And I feel like among those, like Fire Emblem has to be one of the smaller, if not smallest, ones. And for them to put like like there's like how many Fire Emblem characters are there compared to like Mario characters at this point? Like it's got to be pretty close. I'm if this character if this is legit and this character gets added, even he's probably going to be an Echo character for Ike because he's like the villain of Ike's game, the one that they're right. talking about. So he's most likely just going to be an Echo character and not a full character. But if you count Echo characters, he's I think Fire Emblem will have eight characters and Mario will have nine if you count Daisy. Like but, that sounds crazy. But I, at that point, Fire Emblem will be the second most represented yeah. franchise in Smash Brothers, next to only next to Mario. Mm-hmm. And where and Fire Mario's Emblem running out like of characters. Highly played in another country or something. Like, is there a reason why they love Fire Emblem so much, or is it strictly because they're beautiful? 
Um, well, I think it's a combination of things. Like, Fire Emblem became popular because of Smash Brothers. Um, when Fire Emblem's mm-hmm. characters were first added to Smash Brothers, it was only released in Japan. And because people liked playing as Marth so much in Smash Brothers, that was the catalyst of it getting localized. But the oh, fran- that's cool. But the franchise has been around since the NES. It's like a, in Japan, it's a classic franchise. We didn't get it till the Game Boy Advance. And I think the interesting thing about it is that the game was on the verge of cancellation and they weren't going to make any more in Japan or America at all because the last couple ones had underperformed and they even skipped one of them for the first time since they started releasing them in America. But then when they released the 3DS game, that was like the make or break. They were like, if this one doesn't sell well, we're just pretty much canceling the series. And it ended up being like the highest selling game in franchise history by like a huge, huge margin. And it became one of their biggest selling games on the 3DS altogether. Okay, so that has to be why it's huge in Smash Brothers. Yeah, and c- that combined with like the mobile game that came out, I think like it's generating like millions and millions of dollars of revenue for them because it has that random draw aspect where people are literally paying like buying seventy five dollar bundles of currency so they could have the chance of unlocking the character they want, and when they don't, they just buy another seventy five dollars worth. Because uh, I Did think you do that, that I think there was that financial report a few like last year or whatever it was when. They were comparing the profits of Super Mario Run to mm. like the rest and of the mobile was way games. Higher, wasn't it? Yeah, and like Fire Emblem, I think made a close to like ten million dollars more in revenue than Mario Run did, <laughs> and it's just based off of that. So I think those are the two driving forces right now that the game blew up huge in prop- popularity when it was on 3DS, combined with the how profitable the mobile game is, and it helps too that like every Fire Emblem game for the most part is a completely new cast. So whenever they just need to pad the roster, they have they literally have hundreds of characters to pull from. And, okay, that makes sense. And a lot of them are really similar too, so that way they might not have to spend as much on resources if like you could just make an echo character of this Fire Emblem character is already in, and then you just make slight tweaks and just say it's a different character because there's so many different people that are somewhat similar because you could only have like you could only get so creative with sword fighters and axe fighters and sorcerers before they all start kind of being the same thing. So I think all of that kind of plays into it. And again, it's just a rumor that he could be, there's that rumored boss mode. So he could be a boss. He could not be in it at all. He could be an assist trophy. Who knows? But at this point, there's so many Fire Emblem characters. It's not even out of the question that they would add another one. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I wanted to mention. Anything else? Or do we want to move on to the mission objective for the week? I think mission objective time. So this week, uh, found this one on r slash true gaming, which is a great subreddit for gaming discussions. Um, is detective vision a good feature in video games? So detective vision, um, kind of a generic term for like the eagle eye in Assassin's Creed or the Witcher vision in the Witcher games, where you can kind of uh, just just change your sight, change your vision, and get kind of more insight into where your target might be or where you should be going or anything like that. Um, yeah. Michaela, why don't you start? I don't want to start. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think that, um... <laughs> I'll start. I can't start. <laughs> um, I don't know. I kind of like having that option, because I get lost sometimes in games, because spatial thinking is difficult for me. Um, so things like being able to do that if I want it is nice. Um, like Skyrim has that clairvoyance spell that you can do so that you can you know, figure out where you need to go if you're really fucking lost and don't know what you're doing in your quest anymore. Um, 
which I find to be more helpful sometimes than the directional thing at the top. You know what I'm talking about? Like, there's, like, that cardinal direction a thing. A compass? That, well, it's not a compass, though, because it's, like, at the top of your screen. It's not, like, a compass rose, but it tells you where to go. And, like, you can, it'll tell you where your next part of your mission is or whatever you're doing or your next quest. Um, but sometimes when you do that, like, you end up trying to run through a mountain and it's really difficult. So don't do that. Um, use your clairvoyance spell and it helps you find the path. So I like having it. Um, and I know they're going to PB people who are like, man, I learned how to spatial awareness, but fuck you guys. Uh, not everyone has that ability and yeah. don't use it if you don't like how I feel. Yeah. And I want to, and I'll jump in next. Cause I wanted to add on what Courtney mentioned. It's very important to note that detective mode is very much an option as Courtney called it. And it's not something that you're forced to use in any game that I can think of. So with that said, I don't see a drawback in it at all because if you don't like it, you just don't use it. And if you do like it, then you could use it as much as you feel you need to. And especially in a lot of games, a lot of games, even in the past when detective mode didn't exist, a lot of times it was just a matter of walking around in a circle and mashing X until like you happen to be standing on the right pixel. Smash your junk against yeah, exactly. everything until the X button appears. Mash your <laughs> yeah. junk? Yeah. So like it's... your penis? <laughs> Or a vagina. It's what is a, this I, game? I used a, an any sex term. Huh. What a game. See, that's why you guys like L.A. Noir so much. As they just oh, smash smash I, away. I need to go the fuck to bed. I just imagine that, like, the, interrog- the interrogation, you're just standing in front of the sus- suspect smashing <laughs> your junk until he just tells you everything. Effective strategy. It's like, that's a terrible level technique. Of stress like, 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 all right, all right, enough. I'll tell you what you want. Interrogation technique. But yeah, like it's a terrible interrogation technique. What? Worked in the fifties. I mean, it worked. Is that when Ellie Noir says? But yeah, like overall, though, I like I really don't see the drawback. I, the only time that I do think that it's a negative is when it doesn't work correctly. Because there's sometimes, like I was just mentioning, I was playing Xenoblade. And I've been stuck in uh, for months because it has, it's not exactly a detective mode, but it's like a navigation tool that tells you where you're supposed to go next. And it kept, I think I might've mentioned this on the last episode too, but I was stuck for months because I ref- I just refused to look up a guide. I wanted to figure it out myself, but the compass was telling me to go to a, di- a direction, but it just kept leading into a wall. And then, so finally I wandered around enough and I ignored the waypoint. And I found this like small cave that wrapped around and went in like a loop and then eventually evened out and lined up with the path they were telling me to take. So in that case, it was detrimental because it was telling me to just to go to a direction, but it wasn't giving me like a uh, clear enough picture of where I needed to go. And it wasn't until I ignored it and wandered around on my own where I found a very specific small path that I needed to go on. And, you know, there's times where it won't work as intended, and those are the only times I think it's a negative. But as far as the concept itself and whether or not the game should offer hints at all, I don't see a drawback since it's always an option. I like and having never the option. Small games give you that option. As somebody who often feels very confused about what to do in a video game, I definitely like it if it's the thing that I'm thinking of. Like in Detroit, when it, like, would highlight sort of like if you click over here or whatever something is there i found that super helpful and it was really good to like know when you had completed an area or like 
to make sure that you're not missing anything. Super helpful. Um, and again, you can turn it off. If you don't want it, you can turn it off. And then who cares? Yeah, I feel like it's something that if I'm really into a game, I often want to see everything in its environment and interact with everything possible just to absorb as much as it can. Um, and that makes it easier to do so because if it's highlighting the interactable objects in the environment, then that, you know, it, it takes the hunt out of a lot of it. Um, and I also do appreciate it, like, you know, this, it, and it's very different in a lot of different games. Like Witcher uses it as actually an aspect of the story um, at times, which I thought I really liked. Like if you're you're following the scent of a creature that's disappeared or something like that, like you're using that mode, which without that you would not be able to do otherwise. And it totally makes sense in that facet as well because he's got heightened senses and all that sort of thing. But um, I feel like I like it and I feel like, it's it's also a tough thing because at points it kind of feels just like a like it can feel cheap because it, if it's just if I'm holding this button and it's showing me my target or it's showing me where my objective is then it kind of just becomes like oh, you know I'm just walking to my objective and I don't actually have to search for it or anything like that which takes out some of the exploration at times I think but that being said also I I from a time perspective, I feel like I try to be as efficient as I can in a lot of games because I don't know when I'm going to be able to get back to it. Um, and so I appreciate it more than I feel that it's cheap or anything like that, but I can see both. I could see both sides of the argument for sure. Um, because yeah, it can feel like cheap, you know, I like if everyone's just going to use this to get to the place, then I like, I don't need to worry about designing a good path to get there or whatever. Um, not that I think that that many games would cheap out on it, but I see the argument. Yeah, for sure. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Uh, that was episode 165. As always, you can find us all at geekscape.net and you can find us all on social media. Mine is at Inu Joshua on all social media and gaming platforms. And Courtney? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AKGeekyGirl. And I think everywhere else I'm GeekyGirlAK, although I'm trying to get everything streamlined eventually one day. <laughs> awesome. And Derek? Uh, I am uh, at DCranavelt on Twitter. And I am CaptainK17 across gaming platforms. And Mika? I am Mika Max 309 on all the things. And then you can also find, not me, but things that I post sometimes on Geekscape Forever, our awesome Geekscape Instagram, featuring lots of cosplay. cosplay. Awesome. But with that, we are going to wrap it up. We'll talk to you guys next week, and bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hey, Geekscape, it's Jonathan the Podfather here. And when I first started Geekscape back in 2006, it was just a podcast, but then it grew into a podcast network and a community. And the whole plan was to turn it into a production company so we could make cool films and TV ideas and all sorts of stuff for you guys. We'll always be doing the podcast, but right now I want to let you guys know that we're running a Seed and Spark campaign for one of our first original productions. And this is a co-production with Dweeb Darlings and Fonco Studios called Stocking LeVar. It's a continuation of the web series Stocking LeVar. If you go online, go to YouTube or dweebdarlings.com and look for Stuck in LeVar and you guys will find a pretty fun two seasons of this show. We're going to make a short film out of it, but we're going to need your help. So go to seedandspark.com, search Stocking LeVar, as in LeVar Burton, and you'll find our project. Listen, if you can't donate, it's okay. Just follow and share. That'll help us out a whole lot.
And then if you can donate, as some of your fellow Geekscapists have, we'd appreciate that too. The campaign's going to be running for a while, so I really, really appreciate you guys checking it out, and enjoy the rest of this show. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 